0: Sports Talk, Talk New, York New York with your, with your hosts, Mark, Mark Rosenman Rosen and, and A.J. Carter. Sports Talk New York is sponsored in part by Prince Associates for all your insurance needs, the Phoenix Tube Company, the law firm of Declator Cohen and DePrisco, Solomon Jewelers, and General Needs Charity, serving our homeless veterans with dignity. And now, here are your hosts, Mark and A.J.
1: Joining us now is the man who was a first-round draft pick of the Los Angeles Kings when they took him in the 2003 NHL draft. He played four seasons in Boston College before making his NHL debut on February 2nd, 2008. He scored his first career NHL goal that night against Hall of Fame goalie Martin Brodeur. He scored three goals in his first four games. He would go on to play for the New York Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs, New Jersey Devils, Nashville Predators, and currently is a member of the Florida Panthers. He has played in over 800 games in the NHL, has been an all-star, was the winner of the bill masterson trophy which is awarded annually to the nhl's player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance sportsmanship and dedication to ice hockey Longtime listeners to this show know that whenever i'm asked who is my favorite player to cover in any sport his name is always at the top of the list it is a pleasure to welcome one of the most humble honest and sincere athletes you will ever meet in any game the one and only brian boyle to sports talk new york welcome brian
0: Thank you very much, and thank you for that introduction. That was very nice of you.
1: Well, you know what? Having been around you, you know, through your entire range of career, uh, and people know it because uh, you know there's been so many Brian Boyle stories I've told over the years on this station. So, first and foremost, how are you and your family doing during these trying times?
0: Oh, we're you know what? We're great. It's a uh it was an opportunity for us. We had uh, we had a bit of a. Uh, a bit of excitement. Uh, uh, I guess March March the 20th, I believe it was, we had to kind of rush back to home to Boston from Florida. We're down in Fort Lauderdale and uh, get my son uh, operated on quickly. He was uh, had a little infection in his mouth and was kind of bleeding a little bit. So we got right into Boston Children's. They were unbelievable. and um, We kind of hunkered down in just south of Boston in our, in our home in Hingham for um, five and a half weeks. And then on Friday we got, uh, we got the flight. and Now we're re-quarantining down here at, in Fort Lauderdale for a couple of weeks, kind of staying away from everybody. Um, but the weather's a bit nicer and uh, hopefully we get to start back up in, in a couple of weeks with some informal stuff. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I've been doing. Like uh, pretty much like everybody else trying to stay safe, stay responsible Help to try to end this as quick as possible. Um, unfortunately, we did have to travel, but that was a uh, necessity, and now we're now we're hunkered down again.
1: And Declan's doing okay.
0: He's doing great. Yeah, thank you. He's uh, you know he had some adult teeth pop in at uh, oh. four years old, and they weren't they weren't quite uh, they weren't quite where they were supposed to be. They got a little uh, infected. He bumped his chin playing some baseball. I guess four-year-olds play baseball down here in Florida. So we we're, we had him on the ball field. He he, uh, he tripped and fell, and then a couple weeks later, it kind of got worse and worse. But fortunate for us, we got him we got him taken care of, and everything's everything's been really good. He's in a great mood. He's he's happy to be back down here, do a little pool. So the kids are great.
1: So I remember you telling me once that your love for hockey went back to when you were two years old, as you'd wake up as a two-year-old to watch the hockey highlights on ESPN. You've been on skates since you were three back at the Pilgrim Arena. So if my math is correct, that's 32 years that hockey has played a prominent role in your life. You were close to returning to the lineup after dealing with the upper body injury. So I have to imagine now that you're able to get back on the ice again, that you must be like a caged tiger. What's it been like for you since the NHL officially paused the 2019-20 season back on March
0: 12th? Well, I'll put it to you this way. I watched uh, a replay of us playing. I was in Tampa. We were playing the Blackhawks. It was Game 5, a game I obviously lost. And I ended up watching that whole game and then part of Game 6, which was actually a deciding game that we lost a cup final, two games which I never thought I'd ever watch again. (laughs) <laughs> you know what i did just because i wanted to see what was going on i wanted to watch the game and that's how much i miss it really i mean if there's any opportunity for us as players to play it doesn't really matter when it is we don't we don't care if, if we lose a summer if it, if it if we don't get really much of an off season because we're going to start next year i mean we love to play and that's it's it's such a grind that it's Got to be obvious that every guy in this league loves to play. We're dying to get back at it because, I mean, it's just the way it ended, too. It's, it's unlike anything else. You don't have a, a feeling that you gave it everything you have and you came up short, or, and there's no champion. So, you know, we're very hopeful that, that things can come back. And, yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm trying to train, you know, every single day. Uh, I got plenty of time to do it if we can carve it out with the kids. uh <laughs> After trying to teach him a school lesson or something, you know, we're able to do that. But, you know, anything we can do to try to stay sharp or as sharp as we can, I think most guys are doing it. And we're we're just, if we get the opportunity, we're going to jump at it. We're going to want to play as long as everything's safe and and healthy and uh, players and their families and, and everybody involved is safe.
1: Obviously, players always want to play, but, you know, the more I was thinking about this with you, okay, and obviously anyone that knows you and your story knows that you had CML, uh, which is a form of leukemia, and and through treatment, you're full remission. However, when you hear all the stories about COVID and, you know, the effects it has on people with underlying conditions, does that ever creep into your mind like, you know, all right, as much as I love the game, is it a risk and is it a risk I'm willing to take?
0: Right, so I, had, uh, I immediately contacted uh, the guy, uh, Dr. Richard Stone is, is, at, is at Dana-Farber in Boston, and uh, Jennifer Reeder is at uh, Summit Medical in Jersey, and those kind of, those two hematologists and, and brilliant minds who have been unbelievable with me throughout my diagnosis, uh, I've asked them and I, I should probably continue to update it because we're, we're getting new information this is such an unknown uh, scary disease virus that's come out as far as you know even traveling when I when I when I called him about my son I said I have to get on an airplane this is my this is my son I have to go and you know, make sure that I can be with him when he has to go through this operation. We didn't really know what it was uh, that was causing the bleed in my son's chin, Um, whether it was an infection or if he was, he was going back to square one with his, with his jaw and his, his ABM. So we, we decided that I mean, I'm going, like I decided I'm going no matter what I have to be there. But he said, you know, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm still at all zeros. I'm in full molecular remission. My, my body feels great," uh, he said. "You're as healthy as anybody else." And we had, you know, there's obviously been new studies coming out. We tried to stay on top of that. It, it, you know, all signs point the the medication that I take doesn't suppress my immune system, so I don't think I'm at more risk. Um, and again, everything's at all zero, so it, it really is. Uh, you know, based on how I feel, you know, I feel completely normal. I feel great. It's uh, I know how I felt when I was sick and. You know, I really haven't been back there since I started on this medicine, nowhere even close to that. So uh, it, it doesn't it, – it's it's something that I love to do. It, it's, uh, it's a great thing for my family. Yeah, we make a lot of sacrifices. We have to kind of be away, and we've moved around quite a bit. My family's been unbelievable with that. But the insurance that we get with it that's treated me and treated my son and, um, you know, the things that come with playing – and just the fact that I feel like this is something that I was always born to do, I'm going to do it as long as I possibly can. And if the, if the risks outweigh the reward, I'd stop. But uh, to that, I don't think we're anywhere near that point right now. And with the league and what they're doing, I don't think anybody would ever put anybody's health at risk. And I'm sure I'd be vetted and made sure of and, and checked, and the research would be there for me to be able to play without any kind of worries.
1: And and take it for someone who's seen him, you know, day in and day out, how much he he appreciates the game and everything about the game. Uh, there's so many layers to your story. Without a doubt, it could be a Disney story, whether it be your dad's story and his pilgrimage to Yugoslavia, or the fact that you played over eight, seven hundred games over twelve seasons for five teams, and you had never scored a hat trick until Monday, November fifth, two thousand eighteen, in Pittsburgh, which was exactly two weeks after you announced that you were in full remission. Again, another layers. That night was the Pittsburgh Penguins' hockey fights cancer night, and you go out and score a hat trick. Where does that rank among your NHL moments?
0: Uh, you know, if you if you watch my reaction, I, I really couldn't believe it. And it and the goals themselves, you get deflections every game. You get chances like that; they don't usually go in. And uh, I was, you know, I had put me on the power play for. For most of that year, that was, you know, my big contributing role, I think, on the team. I was on that first unit. I played some penalty kill, and um, I'm out there with Palmieri and and Taylor Hall and Nico, and (laughs) and the puck found me a couple times, and then for whatever reason for the hat trick, I was over on the half wall just because of how we entered the zone. It's just so funny because it's, yeah, I mean, it's unlikely, Um, you know, and you know the uh, the Hart Trophy winner finds me through about three guys' legs <laughs> for kind of a backdoor one-timer for the hat trick one, and I just kind of looked up at Kyle, who was in front of another at the time, and he kind of <laughs> his face and my face—it looked like we were looking in a mirror. We were both like, "Really? Did that? <laughs> Did that just happen?" <laughs> um, yeah, It was special because of <clears throat> it was a good it was a good uh, opportunity to kind of share the message. of again what i had been through how i had been treated and taken care of and and the outreach that people had for for me and and for me to be able just to, to encourage more people if they hear of friends or family that have been through kind of what i went through to not be scared to reach out to them and you don't really need to even know what to say because i think that's that's really what most people wonder. They say, oh, that's terrible news. What, what would I even say to this person? That... Just treat him like a person, really. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. And there was a lot of outpour after that again. And, and, and I kind of wanted just to reiterate the fact that, you know, a bigger issue than me playing hockey or me coming back is the amount of people that have to go through that. And in times like today, you know it's even more prevalent because of what we're dealing with now, and those other evil things like cancer and, and heart disease and diabetes—they're still out there too, and they're wreaking havoc. So, the more we can donate, if you're able to, or or support some causes, if you're able to, the the, the better off more people in this world will be, and you can leave the world better than you found it. That's that's, that's the message I think that. Me and my wife have always tried to get across
1: it's unbelievable. You know, Brian, we're you know, we we're, we're pressed for time tonight. And, and, you know, when you said you could do this, we arranged everything so we could at least get you on. I could do a whole show on you. And I want to <laughs> thank you for, for fitting us in tonight. Um, more importantly, I, I need to thank you for your five seasons at a Ranger. Night in, night out, you would always be your locker stall, giving me honest answers to any question I ever asked you. And one of the moments I've shared on this show a number of times is in the 2011-2012 season, with like five seasons left in the season, I thank you for always being at your locker. And you asked me why I was thanking you now with so much time left in the season. I told you I was getting my hip replaced, and hopefully I'd be back in time for the playoffs. At that point, you called Callie over and and Double A over and a few of the other guys to wish me luck. And that's just a small snapshot of of what you're all about. And, you know, even walking into the All-Star game, all right, I hadn't seen you in like two or three years. And immediately you recognized me, hand out, and, and it's just the way you purport yourself, and that's why always on this show I say I have two favorite NHL teams, the New York Rangers and whatever team Brian Boyle is playing on. So I just wanted to thank you. Uh, I really can't wait to see you on the ice again. You you can check with your agent all last summer. I kept on saying, any call from the Rangers for Brian, <laughs> any call for the Rangers for Brian. So uh, <laughs> thanks again, and thanks for, for really you know fitting us in tonight because uh, I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, it really was my pleasure. Thank you. It's nice to talk a little hockey again and get get me excited and, and those years in the rangers i mean everywhere i've been i've been so lucky so i, I uh those are great memories it was a great opportunity for me and i appreciate it I, you know i appreciate all the media because it, it tells the story of what we're doing whether it's what we want to hear or not but it keeps people <laughs> engaged so we can do what we want to do and listen thank you for having me on and i'll come back uh whenever you need if if times are
1: slow, let me know. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> it doesn't have to be slow. Anytime you want to come on, I, I'll, we'll take you up on that. because I'd like to do, uh, you know, talk about your dad's story. There's a lot we could talk about for sure. Absolutely. All right, Brian. Be safe Absolutely. and be strong and, and love to the family. Yeah, you too. Stay safe. Be smart. You Hopefully go. we're done with this soon. All right. Brian Boyle of the Florida Panthers. Again, uh, two favorite teams, Rangers and whatever jersey Brian Boyle is wearing.